0: Chapter seventeen of Abraham Lincoln, a History, volume six. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Abraham Lincoln, a History, volume six, by John Hay and John George Nicolay. Chapter seventeen Colonization the political creed of abraham lincoln embraced among other tenets a belief in the value and promise of colonization as one means of solving the great race problem involved in the existence of slavery in the united states this belief he had learned from the teachings of some of the most eminent american statesmen notably from the leader and idol of the whig party henry clay it was a theory which commended itself especially to progressive thinkers in the southern states as a doctrine permitting them the expression of liberal and humane views on slavery without subjecting them to the odium connecting itself with the avowal of what was stigmatized as simple abolitionism we need not here discuss the doctrine of colonization it had been advocated for half a century favored by some of the greatest minds of the nation and the government was fully committed to it by the part it had practically and officially taken in the establishment of first the colony and afterwards the independent state of liberia when we consider all the conditions under which that experiment was tried it is perhaps equally rash to pronounce it either a success or a failure without being an enthusiast lincoln was a firm believer in colonization he did not shut his eyes to its difficulties if all earthly power were given me said he in debate with douglas i should not know what to do as to the existing institution my first impulse would be to free all the slaves and send them to liberia to their own native land but a moment's reflection would convince me that whatever of high hope as i think there is there may be in this in the long run its sudden execution is impossible if they were all landed there in a day they would all perish in the next ten days and there are not surplus shipping and surplus money enough in the world to carry them there in many times ten days but he had also said a year before the enterprise is a difficult one but where there is a will there is a way and what colonization needs most is a hardy will will springs from the two elements of moral sense and self-interest let us be brought to believe it is morally right and at the same time favorable to or at least not against our interest to transfer the african to his native clime and we shall find a way to do it however great the task may be when lincoln uttered these sentiments he little dreamed that the problem would ever confront him in a serious practical form but already during the first year of the war large numbers of slaves in rebel states not only became actually free by escape or capture but also legally free through the operation of the earliest confiscation act approved august sixth eighteen sixty one in this new condition their protection and maintenance to a considerable extent fell upon the government and while the able-bodied rendered service in return the care and support of those incapable of military labor formed a serious burden upon army resources and supervision in touching on the question in his first annual message to congress the president took into view the future of slaves freed and to be freed by army movements he had already resolved upon his plan of compensated abolishment through which he hoped to bring about emancipation in the border states and it seemed to him that nothing would contribute so powerfully to this result as some comprehensive and well-considered scheme of colonization he therefore strongly urged the project in his message recommending the appropriation of money and the acquisition of territory for that object keeping always in view however as specifically declared in his later messages that it should be with the consent of the freed people congress responded to these recommendations by three distinct enactments first the appropriation of a hundred thousand dollars to aid in the colonization and settlement of such free negroes residing in the district of columbia or of those to be freed under the emancipation act for that district as may desire to emigrate to the republic of Haiti or liberia or such other country beyond the limits of the united states as the president may determine second an appropriation of five hundred thousand dollars to carry out the act of congress for the emancipation of the slaves in the district of columbia and to colonize those to be made free by the probable passage of a confiscation bill Third, a clause of the Confiscation Act that the President of the United States is hereby authorized to make provision for the transportation, colonization, and settlement in some tropical country beyond the limits of the United States of such persons of the African race made free by the provisions of this Act, as may be willing to emigrate, having first obtained the consent of the government of said country to their protection and settlement within the same, with all the rights and privileges of free men in accordance with the authority conferred by these acts mr seward on the thirtieth of september addressed a circular to the governments of england france the netherlands and denmark making known to them the desire of the president to enter into negotiations on the subject of colonization with any foreign power having territory or colonies within the tropics which maintaining free constitutional government might desire the benefits of such emigration he suggested a ten years treaty mentioning also somewhat elaborate specifications of guarantees for the perpetual freedom protection and equal rights of the colonists and their descendants both before and after the transmission of this circular various propositions came to the department of state offering lands for such colonization in the danish island of st croix west indies in the netherland colony of surinam in the british colony of guiana in british honduras in haiti in liberia in new grenada and in ecuador among these propositions two only commended themselves to the special attention of the president the first was a colony proposed to be settled on the lands lying on the lagoon and harbor of Chiriqui, in the northwestern corner of the state of panama of the republic of new grenada along the line of one of the proposed ship canals across the isthmus of darien it was reported that here in addition to the ordinary advantages of tropical soil and climate and its proximity to a prospective route of international commerce there existed valuable deposits of coal the mining of which for naval supply would at once furnish profitable occupation to labor this locality seemed to offer such a combination of favorable opportunities that mr lincoln for a time interested himself greatly in the examination and furtherance of the enterprise and a preliminary contract was made with the grantee of the lands to begin colonization and improvements as soon as an eligible site could be selected two obstacles to the consummation of the scheme however developed themselves one was that a conflict of title and jurisdiction between the states of costa rica and new granada was brought to the notice of the department of state which caused a suspension of preparations until it could be settled the other was of a yet more serious character documents and reports which had been submitted to the president seemed sufficiently to authenticate the existence of valuable coal beds at the point indicated but feeling a necessity for the greatest caution in an undertaking of such magnitude and consequence he referred the question to professor henry of the smithsonian institution for scientific examination this discreet and learned officer answered that the geological formation of the Chiriqui district is not that of the true coal measures but that of the tertiary deposit in which only lignite is found he further enclosed the written opinion of an expert which pronounced the chiriqui coal of little or no commercial value a boxful of it sent to the academy of sciences philadelphia has slacked down to a boxful of coal dirt this is of course owing to the abundance of sulphuret of iron it would be a dangerous coal also to carry on voyages for it would spontaneously take fire i think that if the government owned large beds and extensive tracts favorably situated for getting out the coal it would not use the coal when placed in depot and would abandon the mines after they had been opened professor henry therefore added this emphatic advice i hope the government will not make any contracts in regard to the purchase of the chiroqui district until it has been thoroughly examined by persons of known capacity and integrity a critical examination of all that has been reported on the existence of valuable beds of coal in that region has failed to convince me of the fact this revelation added to the controversy about the title seems to have terminated the chiroqui enterprise before this result was reached another project had been under consideration to establish a colony on one of the islands of hayti a mr bernard cock represented to be a business man thus described the locality in a letter to the president the most beautiful healthy and fertile of all the islands belonging to the republic of hayti is the island of Avache, which is about twelve miles from the city of o it covers an area of about a hundred square miles is known to be free from reptiles and to have a healthy and agreeable temperature the thermometer rising rarely above eighty degrees in the shade in consequence of its exposure to the trade winds the interior of the island is hilly in some places rising as high as three hundred feet above the level of the sea it is well timbered with mahogany oak hard and dye woods while in the neighborhood of the coast it is mostly prairie land and ready for the plough as would be expected in a country like this the soil and climate are adapted for all tropical productions particularly sugar coffee indigo and more especially cotton which is indigenous upon the north side of the island is the beautiful bay of ferret with an average depth of twenty-eight feet upon whose bosom a large fleet could repose in safety secure from the storms of the ocean and here it is proposed to erect a commercial city with all the conveniences necessary to such an enterprise before the revolution which gave st domingo to the colored race a portion of this island was cultivated by the duke of praslin to whom it belonged by right of concession but the french were driven from it and for nearly a hundred years it has been a solitary waste awaiting the hand of industry to awaken its echoes attracted by its beauty the value of its timber its extreme fertility and its adaptation for the cultivation of cotton i prevailed upon president geoffrard to concede the island to me for twenty years the documentary evidence of which has been lodged with the secretary of the interior on the thirty first of december eighteen sixty two the president signed a contract under which bernard cock for a compensation of fifty dollars per head from the government agreed to colonize five thousand persons of african descent on the island of avash the contractor bound himself to furnish the colonists comfortable houses garden lots substantial food medical attendance and medicines provide them churches religious instruction and elementary schools and employ them during four years for money wages at rates varying from four dollars per month for minors and women to ten dollars per month for male adults ten hours work to constitute a day's labor the contractor further agreed to procure from the Haitian government the guarantee stipulated for in mr seward's circular of september thirtieth eighteen sixty two proposing emigration to foreign governments as follows all such emigrants and their posterity shall forever remain free and in no case be reduced to bondage slavery or involuntary servitude except for crime and they shall specially enjoy liberty of conscience and the right to acquire hold and transmit property and all other privileges of persons common to the inhabitants of the country in which they reside it should be further stipulated that in cases of indigence resulting from injury sickness or age any of such immigrants who shall become pauper shall not thereupon be suffered to perish or come to want but shall be supported and cared for as is customary with similar inhabitants of the country in which they shall be residents thereupon sought the financial assistance of certain capitalists in new york and boston and laid before them this brilliant scheme of speculation he would transport five hundred emigrants to this island they would immediately begin a plantation on which by the first of the following september a period of eight or nine months he would guarantee a crop of one thousand bales of cotton which cotton at the prospective war price of one dollar per pound and four hundred and fifty pounds to the bale, would yield nearly half a million dollars the estimate of necessary outlay to accomplish this result he placed at seventy thousand dollars the hearts of millionaires could not withstand the temptation of a project which promised a profit of more than six hundred per cent in nine months especially as it combined itself with the opportunity of promoting great moral benefits to country and humanity without taking the necessary time and pains to investigate rigidly the personal character and qualifications of bernard cock or even to inspect the contract which the president had signed but depending blindly upon the misrepresentations cock made to them they became responsible for considerable advances and expenditures with which he began to freight ships and collect emigrants but a brief time had elapsed when it became known to the government that bernard cock was an irresponsible and untruthful adventurer whose project had no substantial foundation except his lease of the island and the confidence the capitalists had given him there was also an ominous rumor that he was in league with captain semmes the confederate privateer to hand over the negroes to him on the high seas as captured runaway slaves under such circumstances the president not only refused to proceed but immediately caused the contract to be cancelled this turn of affairs left the capitalists in an awkward situation and to secure their financial venture on the one hand and the continuance of the experiment of colonization on the other they caused bernard cock to assign his lease of the island to them and they in their own names entered into a contract with the secretary of the interior on the sixth of april eighteen sixty three similar in its main features to the one which had been cancelled under this second contract a shipload of colonists was collected from among the contrabands about fort monroe and during that month the ocean ranger sailed for isle Vache with colored emigrants variously stated to number from four hundred and eleven to four hundred and fifty-three persons about one-third of whom were women and children in the absence of full records there is uncertainty not alone about the number of persons the date of sailing and date of arrival but also about the correctness of charges of neglect and privation during the voyage one sad occurrence is admitted by all through some carelessness infection from a military hospital on craney island was carried on shipboard and during the voyage smallpox broke out from which twenty or thirty died the scourge was soon controlled after landing but other hardships confronted the colonists no hospital was ready for the sick no houses were ready for those who were well the small stock of lumber sent out was used for the main buildings and warehouses and the working people were obliged to shelter themselves in huts of wicker work and palm-leaf thatch rudely constructed after the Haitian fashion exposure which ought to have been provided against brought a certain amount of sickness which might have been avoided the delays attending the sailing brought the colony to its destination in an unpropitious season bernard cock was sent along as governor of the colony because of the legal formalities necessary to the assignment of his lease but although he was merely a political and financial dummy he put on the airs of a petty despot and by neglect and oppression rendered himself so obnoxious to the colonists that they finally drove him from the island some of the white superintendents sickened and died insect pests tormented the badly sheltered people between accusations of mismanagement and oppression on the one side and of idleness extravagant demands and mutiny on the other the quiet and security of the settlement were far from arcadian churches and schools remained only dreams of a forgotten promise the Haitian government naturalized the emigrants but refused to give the guarantee stipulated for by mr seward it is alleged that parties on the mainland interested in rival projects of colonization busied themselves in stirring up discontent to thwart the enterprise the first of september came but there were no crops for food no thousand bales of cotton only a wharf and a number of buildings on a fine bay and harbor flanked by a motley and miserable collection of huts and some roads cut through the almost impenetrable jungle from the extemporized village to the more eligible savannas or prairies lying a mile or two inland Rumors of the situation had come to the president, and on the 17th of October, D.C., donahue a special agent was instructed to go to the colony to investigate its condition and afford it relief numerous unavoidable causes delayed his arrival until the fifteenth of december on the twelfth of december the silent partner in the firm of capitalists whose names were signed to the contract wrote to the secretary of the interior saying by the next steamer i shall send out instructions to supply them the emigrants with nothing more at our expense nor shall we pay any further drafts that may be made for their support the report of the special agent says upon my arrival at the island i was informed that the company the contractors with the government had ceased to give the emigrants either employment or wages since the fifth day of november forty days before my arrival i found that there was but a small stock of provisions upon the island and but a small portion of these suitable for the sick another part of his report states i found there surviving of that party a few of the number at o k s three hundred and seventy-eight souls the residue of the four hundred and thirty-one mentioned in the journal of one bernard cock who accompanied the emigrants had either died or returned to the united states my information is that the number of the latter was eight of the number on the island thirty-one were seriously sick and numerous others more or less disabled from the effects of poisonous insects in their feet four died before leaving the island according to the instructions he had received the special agent immediately assumed charge of the emigrants furnishing them with the necessaries of life and ameliorating their condition in every feasible way he found upon inquiry that the Haitian government was unwilling that the emigrants should remain upon the island and they on the other hand were thoroughly dissatisfied and of one desire to return to the united states as soon therefore as the necessary arrangements could be made the secretary of the interior sent a vessel to bring them back and on the fourth of march eighteen sixty four the survivors sailed from the island on the ship marcia's sea day casting anchor in the potomac river opposite alexandria virginia on the twentieth of the same month the statements of both sides are so conflicting that it is impossible to form a satisfactory judgment whether under better management this experiment of colonization would have succeeded the company alleged that their agents and superintendents by actual trial demonstrated the essential unfruitfulness of the soil the government's special agent declared that the island of avash is inconceivably fertile and as well watered as could be desired very healthy considering the latitude and well calculated to support the emigrants and yield a large surplus of the most valuable products during my stay on the island the colonists under my direction neatly dressed a field of about twenty acres of cotton then just springing from the ground and i had the pleasure before my departure of seeing this cotton beginning to ripen having obtained a growth far beyond any i had ever seen though i have visited and been acquainted with the best cotton-growing regions of the united states to this statement he however adds the further opinion for the formation of which his observations and experience would seem to have furnished him good opportunities there are in my judgment reasons which will for many years to come render abortive all attempts at colonizing the free colored people of the united states in the republic of haiti prominent among which are the great dissimilarities which should exist in language religion education and government But aside from theories that might be faulty or reports of observation which might prove inaccurate, the events of the war had already moved the question forward beyond the stage of judicious experiment. No further effort at colonization was made by the president, and by an act approved July two eighteen sixty four, Congress repealed its appropriations for that object. End of chapter seventeen.